Welcome. You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors or publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. There's something new on Airs LA every day. Hi, I'm Patty Matson, and you're listening to Style and Substance. Today's article is from Reader's Digest's October 2022 edition on page 58, entitled Everyday Miracles, A Soldier's Ghost Story. The World War II veteran had a mysterious visitor who showed up at his bedside with a clear, comforting message. By Scott Jansen, from Pulse. For months, as I visited Evan as his hospice social worker, he's been praying to die. He's in his 90s, and he's been fighting cancer for more than four years. As he sees it, his life has turned into a tedious, meaningless dirge, with nothing to look forward to other than its end. On this visit, though, he's engaged and upbeat. This sudden about-face arouses my suspicions. You seem to feel differently today, I say casually. What's going on? He looks at me cryptically. Do you believe in ghosts? He asks. It's not the first time a patient has asked me this. People can have unusual experiences when they reach the end of life. Visitations from spiritual beings, messages delivered in dreams, synchronicities or strange behaviors by animals, birds, even insects. There are all kinds of ghosts. I respond seriously. What kind are you talking about? You remember me telling you about the war, he asks. How could I forget? He traced his long-standing depression to his time as a supply officer for a World War II combat hospital. I remember. There's something I left out, he says. Something I can't explain. He goes on to describe one horrific ice-cold autumn day. Casualties were coming in nonstop. He and others scrambled to transport blood-soaked men on stretchers to triage. I'd been hustling all day. My back felt broken and my hands were numb from the cold. He grimaces and swallows hard. We were hauling one guy and my grip on the stretcher slipped. Tears rolled down his face. When he hit the ground, his intestines oozed out. Steam rose up from them as he died. Evan rubs his hands as though they were still cold. Later that night, I was on my cot, crying. I couldn't stop crying about that poor guy and all the others I'd seen die. My cot was creaking. I was shaking so hard. I nod, waiting for him to continue. Then I looked up, he says, and saw a guy sitting on the end of my cot. He was wearing a World War I uniform with one of those funny helmets. Evan starts crying and laughing at the same time. He was looking at, at me with love. I could feel it. I'd never felt that kind of love before. What was it like? He pauses. Oh, I guess I just felt like all the pain and cruelty wasn't what was real. What was real? Knowing that no matter how cruel the world looks, on some level, somehow we are all loved. We are all connected. This turned out to be the first of several paranormal visits. Each time the specter arrived, he would wordlessly express love, 
and leave Evan with a sense of peace and calm. After the war, the visit stopped, he says. Years later, I was cleaning out Mom's stuff after she died, and I found an old photograph. It was the same guy. I looked on the back, and Mom had written the words, Uncle Calvin, killed during World War I, 1918. We talked some more, and then I asked, what does this have to do with your being in a better mood? He's back, he whispered. Saw him last night on the foot of my bed. Hey, he spoke this time. What, what did he say? He told me he's going to help me over the hill when it's my time to go. As I'm formulating more questions, Evan surprises me by asking one of his own. You ever have something strange happen? Something that tells you that no matter how bad it looks, you're connected to something bigger? A memory from 35 years ago flashes into my mind. I was asleep in a graduate student apartment at Syracuse University. A siren's blare woke me, and I sat up, adrenaline pumping, heart pounding like a hammer. From outside, I distinctly heard someone say, Bring it here, quick. Then I heard a gurney being rolled across the asphalt. I went to the window and pulled back the curtains, certain there was trouble outside. And no one was there. And just before daybreak, Dad called to tell me that a few hours earlier, my Uncle Eddie had been killed in an automobile collision. On the kitchen table sat a beat-up radio. It suddenly switched itself on, and I heard the opening chords of the Beatles' song, Let It Be. I'd never listened closely to the song before, but this time I did. The music and the words filled me with an almost otherworldly sense of peace and comfort. For years, I tried to explain away those events. And inside, though, a part of me knew they were real. After nearly 30 years as a hospice social worker, I'm certain of it. And I have patients like Evan to thank. Dying patients who have convinced me that the world we inhabit is lovingly mysterious and eager to support us especially during times of crisis. I return to the present. Evan is looking at me, waiting for an answer to his question about connecting with something strange, something bigger. Outside, a flock of crows takes off in unison from the branches of an ancient oak. Yes, I say with a nod. I guess I have. Well, that wraps up Style and Substance for today, Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. If you'd like to learn more about Airs LA, follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash LA, and be sure to click that like button. This podcast is solely for the use of the blind and print impaired. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. Make it a mysterious week.